Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Do we do a sound check? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Scott, and tonight I have Todd with me. Well, there's no big rumble in the background like the truck. So yeah. Right, right. Right there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Todd. Todd. Hello. <laughs> and I have Ash. Heather. Actually, one of the comments, I don't know if it was Facebook or whatever, because um, I was like, wow, this is our road trip podcast forever. And somebody's like, yeah. Surprisingly, not bad considering your your podcast, uh, you know, was a rolling studio in a pickup truck. I'm like, well, yeah, sweet. It's a new pickup truck, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I found it pretty funny that you could tell, definitely tell when we hit a uh, stoplight, it gets super quiet. Nice and clear. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hey, think that's that's the thing to do, though, man. Like, right, road road trips and, yeah, I think yeah. we have we have some ideas and some plans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What we didn't plan out was much of a, <laughs> much much of a podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, we've actually been busy. We'll mention why we were, uh, yeah, we started a late again, mm-hmm. um, but there's reasons. But tonight, um, I guess in the news, is it's freaking hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which super means hot. one thing. Well, it means a few things. Well, this it's hotter now than for us this whole next week and the week after is supposed to be in the, the high 30s to 42 degrees for the weekend. Which is uh, 100-ish? Yeah. <laughs> 100-ish for Americans? <laughs> yeah, hot. Yeah. And so with that, humidity is going to disappear Yep. as well. And we know our fire season has already started early, and it's just going to be that much worse. Yeah, so uh, I guess what summer actually starts tomorrow. Yeah, Jesus, 107.6. So yeah. when we hit 42, Woo! that's 107 degrees. Yeah. Okay. It's a dry heat. Yeah, and it's already, you know, we're in drought right now. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I think, I think like half of the uh, half the United States and Canada are in a drought right now. Yeah. yeah. Half the United States always in a drought? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, that scale <laughs> is generally, like, there's got to be a large, like, wedge that is, like, always dry. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. drought. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, when was the last time, like, Nevada was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got lots of water. Just waste for days down here. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> I think moist is their nether regions <laughs> from all the sweat. <laughs> oh, <gee>. What? <laughs> moist in my job is not a good thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, anyways. Anyways, uh, currently there are a few wildfires burning. The biggest probably right now is the 350 hectare one. Middle of the province. Is that? <laughs> it's the middle of the province. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's the George Road fire up near Bolton, BC. That's right. Yeah, that kicked off. Uh, was it just five days, four days ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a couple days ago. A couple days ago. Um, really uh, inaccessible area. Um, not a lot. Of, I think it's mostly uh, air attack. And that area too for British Columbia, it's always that is one of the hot spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in our province, it's always that's hot. right. So next week when it's that hot for us, I can only imagine what's gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah, and they always have access problems. Like where those, because that that type of um, brush too, like those, it gets going. Like all those last huge fires last year and the year before, or that was in those mm-hmm. those areas. Right. Yeah, today I was actually driving up um, to the city of the north there, and um, the tanker, the air tanker base was. Yeah. yeah. There's all the air tankers are parked, and then is that, is that where those airplanes are parked? Airplanes are parked. Yeah, parked. Yeah, dog. Yeah. yeah, they're parked. Parked, yeah. So the airplanes are parked, and then uh, literally 20 minutes later, they were like going over my head. Vroom, vroom, vroom. So, and yeah. they, were headed, they were headed to the northeast, and I, I, I looked it up on Wildfire Map, and it, there's a fire near Nacusp right now. Okay. Oh, is that it? Yeah. So there's another one. So it's definitely starting to heat yeah. up. Man. Um, so we'll actually come back to Wildfire in a few minutes. Uh, but we're going to talk about some training that we were doing, uh, auto works training. Right. I wasn't on it because I was doing some wildfire training, but what mm-hmm. were you, uh, you were on it, Ash. Yeah, it was awesome. So I think we talked a little bit about it. We had uh, <clears throat> um, a couple firefighters out of Kamloops came up and did a, a weekend demo for... They were from Provincial Fire Safety. Provincial Fire Safety, yeah. Yeah. Um, was a demo? It was a course. It was a course. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, three-day course, um, and uh, guys got a lot of hands-on 
um, a, a lot of um, a lot of skill set based off of what we're doing. Like it's nothing that was like crazy out of the box. Just some some different ways and different means of attacking the same thing, and like a lot of really simple things, which is great. So so they had the three day course, and then what we ended up doing was taking um, just two or three of the guys that were on there that are uh, a little more senior members. And then got them to um, basically come back and instruct the rest of us, because uh, we've we've all taken a couple courses along the way, uh, but this is some some newer techniques or more so newer to us. Um, what so, different angles? Yeah, just a different means of doing things, right? So, uh, yeah, we got uh, the first night. So the first Thursday practice that we did was basically just the skills. We uh, had a couple of vehicles and we just started to cut them apart. Let's try try all of the yeah, like the old tried and true things that we were doing, but with these new twists, and um, it was it was really really good to see. And everything that we do seems to be coming back on either like lower manpower or like like fewer people doing more things. Um, and th- and that that really like rung out to me. Like why why we've got all these people on scene. It doesn't take much to have. That's uh, really bugging me. Oh man, you're falling apart tonight. I am. Todd may have yeah, been on meth lately. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's picking out himself. Spark up that stabbing. I was, was weed eating the other day and there was fucking prickles and shit flying everywhere. Like, I was pulling needles out of my leg. Like, I yeah, think I hit What kind of needles? <laughs> no, it was like this. It's not an intervention. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like tumbleweeds, like those right. tumbleweed bushes, like mm-hmm. and they're all dried up. So I was beating the shit out of them because they're horrible to grab with your hands. To... Normally, I would literally take a tiger torch and burn the whole fucking bank. But you can't do that right now. Right. So I was taking the weed. I don't think I'd ever do that. Actually, but I may have once or twice. Well, you're out of town though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, so there's shit flying everywhere. It's buried in my legs, and yeah, and I'm, I just noticed there's one buried in my arm. Nice. Trying to dig out. I'm <laughs> pulling. Maybe that's just in your eye, too. Yeah, I know. God. <laughs> He's falling apart. I am. Anyways, Modus. Modus. <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying about Autowax? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, um, on the scene, we generally have a lot of hands. And... I got it. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> There's many hands and like two people on tools and even on a lot of calls, we don't want to pull the tools off. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, like if it's even something just to like if the the occupant doesn't need to be extricated, we're, we're over there fighting around with the hood. And like it's always a pain in the ass. And just some really simple techniques. Like if there's an accident, crib it tools out like let's get things ready to rock and if you need it if you have to pop the hood use the tools that you have don't fuck around for yeah. 10 minutes like use yeah. your tools and like i don't know if it's in people's mind it takes it takes too long but it doesn't it's not like you're pulling a hose and you have to like mm-hmm. reload the freaking uh yeah you push a button and it goes away yeah, yeah. you literally like an auto ex- like ours is plumbed and running off the, like it's not like we even have to connect anything it's all connected we just run it out yeah, that electric we, pump is great. We we turn the um, pump on, cut, do do our thing, and then literally puts itself away. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know why we're we mm. don't pull the tools out more often. Yeah, and it's good for the tools to be worked, and it's good for guys to get hands on tools. It's, for sure, you know, it's like it's like never running a nozzle. Yeah, if you don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, like just getting that uh, you know muscle memory from. For using it more, um, so yeah, like use the tools to take the hood, e- even if all you're doing is popping one of the battery posts, right? You're part of it. I remember back, like back in the day, back in the day, <laughs> like a long time ago, <laughs> when I was like a little kid, and you'd read the news articles, mm. and it'd be like Jaws of Life used, oh, yeah. and it'd always be like the Jaws of Life was taken out, the Jaws was, and it was always like, oh wow, Jesus, and then when, when that thing came out, it'd be like, oh my god, that must have been freaking serious. But I'm pretty sure back then it was like, yeah, the Jaws of Life coming out. Like, oh, get this, connect that, connect this, connect this, do that, boom, boom, yeah. boom. And it was a new technology. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why we still have that... You know, a bit of that mindset. That right? mindset of like, oh, yeah. we can't, if we take this thing out, it's like, that means it's, it's really ser- it's gotten really serious. Mm-hmm. But it's not that way. It's like, we can take it out and, first of all, we don't use the Jaws of Life, we use Maltro, but... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just... Yeah. And I don't know if we're... <clears throat> like, I, I don't care. <laughs> it's awesome to have that sort of a mindset. But, like, if you're in an accident, if there's body damage of any kind, if the airbags went off... Yeah. If, if it's that bad... Like where there's some body damage in the airbags, the car's probably going to be written off. Mm-hmm. Unless it's brand new, like seventy, eighty thousand dollar car, the car's probably fucked. So, and here we're all trying to be delicate. Like, who cares, man? Like, we're going to be delicate them. until we until we get mad, and then we're not going to be delicate. Yeah, no, we're smashing the like, just <laughs> pop the head. So anyway, um, this is that, all coming to one of the techniques was the battery mm-hmm. removal. Yes, the the which side? The battery removal. That's what this yes. is all coming to so right now. So the big thing comes to a battery removal. So, um. Where we, on, like, a car fire, we've been playing around with the grinder and stuff. But you don't yeah. want to be busting out a grinder for an uh, accident if you don't need to be using anything like that. Like, you, you have other tools. Let's use the tools that Yeah, that because, I mean, there's potential fire. Yes. Whereas yeah. in a car fire, the fire's already It's already, already on fire, and you've yeah. got, like, you have fire suppression available and out and ready to rock at a accident. But, like, if the car's already on fire, a couple sparks isn't going to change the outcome yeah. of the vehicle, right? Um but uh, just, you know, getting a little bit of a, a uh, purchase point. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weird noises happening tonight. It's the heat. Uh, it might be the heat, yeah, because it was very, very hot. Um, exposing the hinges up at the top of the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the hood, um, making a couple cuts, and then you pivot the, hand, the uh, hood back, back around on the pin, and it either snaps off or will just rotate, and then you leave the hood... Um, in front of the vehicle, so it keeps the manpower away from right in front of the vehicle, where you know there could be um, uh, like rams in the in the bumper. Um, it just keeps you away from that that area, which is where you don't want to be standing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that gives you the opportunity to uh, take the uh, battery so much faster. So much faster. And I don't know if we talked about the uh, the pouch. Pouch of Destiny? Pouch of Destiny. Briefly, a while back. Destiny's Pouch. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty pretty sweet. So that was introduced at the the course. We brought it back. Um, We actually ended up taking a Modus pocket organizer. Got one of our um, members to attach a couple loops to it where we can now put a belt to it. Um, So now either the officer or a... um, like a, a team, team lead or whatever would utilize this pouch, and whenever somebody needs a tool, you'll you would grab it. So instead of making all these cuts, like like small, like yeah. so like uh, softening the vehicle, there's going to be a couple of like different length pry bars in there. There's going to be like, and by pry bars, I mean like kind of screwdriver length. But yeah. um, uh, there's going to be like a um, seatbelt cutter. There's going to be the motor seatbelt cutter. The motor seatbelt cutter, actually, yeah, that is in play. Um, there's a um, pair of pliers, a crescent wrench, because uh, again, the flip side of where, you know, now we're like, ah, just take the hood. If it's just as easy to remove an eight millimeter bolt, mm, yeah, on the battery rather than making two cuts on the power and ground. Why don't you just remove the battery? Because yeah. who loves you when you don't kill the battery? The tow truck guys. <laughs> yeah. Because all of these vehicles need power now to shift out of park. So they're, like we had one the other day, um, you know, the vehicle, that was one of those like two inches to the other way and it would have been terrible. Was but one where you were calling the MCI? Mm-hmm. When you thought it might oh, have been an MCI, because yeah. it sounded like an MCI command? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our reports were yeah. sounded pretty good. Yeah. We had lots of units flying. Yeah. yeah. Um, ended up just clipping the back axle. Uh, it was a uh, near, near, it's tough to say near miss, but it was a, a near head on collision at, at highway speeds and ended up just clipping the back axle. Kind of ripped off the back tire, but the rest of the vehicle was in really good shape. So um, once the scene was cleared, we actually like rehooked the battery back up by the by RCMP's uh, recommendation, and we removed the vehicle from the road, the road. like <laughs> drove it off the road because it was still under its own power. Just the back tire was dragging, um, but that ended up getting the highway open. So with this, you know, pouch of destiny now, um, you have all all of those things ready. 
Um, so we've kind of added that rather than going back to the tarp and grabbing another tool that's right at the scene with you. So somebody's like, hey, I need a pair of pliers. Boom. It's, you know, in their hands right away. As soon as they're done, so now they're not fumbling around, it goes right right back to the officer or right back to that you yeah. know, person that would be in charge of, of you know, right up close there. Uh, so that's something that's really easy. Is that a fat ass belt now? Is yeah. The like, belts are big enough with the turnout gear. Yeah. And your belt. Yeah, we need a bigger belt. We had one that was, we're like, this is going to be it. It's like an old, it's an old, um, old tailboard belt. You know, oh, the ones those those, yeah. yeah. With big blue poles, yeah. Tailboard rider belt. Yeah. <laughs> those are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're not big enough anymore. I don't know. That yeah, people, it was crazy. People back so then must have been way thinner or something. And we're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be okay. No. So I don't know what the hell, guys, were like super thin or something? Because they yeah, had to turn up your arm for sure. No. Like, not even a little. We all were like. Like, J. Last, last hole. Yeah, it was weird. No way, really. Anyway, it's insane. so so that just tells us, I guess, turnout gear. Because that was a long time ago, where we obviously had those belts. Like yeah. we, we found them in the museum. <laughs> like we're like, oh, this belt would be great. Nope. So people were thinner, or gear was thinner, or uh, probably both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's just one one little part of it. Uh, they did a. Uh, I think- I think concentrating on softening the uh, car yeah. now—that's mm-hmm. a big one. Because um, you know, even when I started, you know, what, 15, 16 years ago, mm-hmm. we weren't concentrating on that car softening. Like so, like softening, we mean obviously we used to take the windows, um, which we'll talk about in a minute because we don't take the windows as much anymore. But yeah. also, softening is going around the. Um, um, You'll prime peel stuff. Yeah, right? you're, yeah. You're, you're you're looking for airbags, uh, side curtain airbags, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, looking for yeah, electric cars. You're looking for the the wires running. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really a thing. That many, like you know, it's been a few years since I've been talking about it, but really, mm-hmm. um, that has to get ingrained in us too now. There's a lot now, especially with the newer vehicles. Like you got your seatbelt pretensioners, yeah. and depending on the type mm-hmm. of vehicle, um, the cylinder that holds the charge. Maybe at the bottom of the B post or the C post. Yeah, it might not be directly attached. It might be higher up. It might be in the the base of the seat. Mm -hmm. Like we just don't know, depending on the models. Yeah. So it's super important to do that peel and peak. So they really hit on that, uh, which is really really good. Um, They uh, what else? They they were concentrating on some out of the like like out of the box stuff, like not your bread and butter. Uh, Like they. They did a bunch on like the trunk tunnel. They did a bunch on the third door. Um, it's so, called the Batwing. Yeah, the bat her, wing, yeah. yeah, the Batwing. Wasn't that Batwing is into the third door? Waiting. Huh? Has everyone watched that movie? Waiting. Mm. No, sorry. Danny Cook is a chef. No. Oh man. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't is think it, I, I don't is he eating Batwing. No, it's a move with or a the. Cobra Oh, with the old it's all yeah, man it's an awesome show it's all about how um... <laughs> am I supposed to be keeping this on track right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you are that's your your job yeah. okay, let's you're go. just letting me go here <laughs> so it's waiting watch waiting watch waiting and then report bonus. back <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyways that's how the block stuff mm. uh, third the third yeah door, the, um... and again they talked about like well, no, no, like about the third door thing. Yeah. Their their big point of it was, uh, like, we try to cut through. Because um, it failed. It it's it not failed. It took longer than it should have. Yes. On the one car, because the one car had a much fatter B pillar. Massive B, yeah. and uh, their big thing is you you cut two thirds or more through three quarters of the way through, and then you actually use like a ram or you use the spreaders and you rip the rest of it. So their idea is this is all supposed to be done quickly, uh, and you're not going to be able to just keep working your way through and cutting mm-hmm. through the entire bee. So you get that two thirds through cut, and then you bring the spreaders back back in. And that's something I haven't seen prior was uh, using it to actually like rip just the rip rip and mm-hmm. tear the metal rather than you know getting your uh, cutters the rest of the way through. Yeah. So con- controlled tear, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that was uh, I mean that, not something that we've done. Or that I've seen, um, so that was semi new. Um, yeah, they're pretty big on the reciprocating saw. They are. Yeah, recip saws are so fast; they're yeah. so mm-hmm. nice now, especially with the battery operated. Yeah, battery operated. Mm-hmm. 
Like we we all like the Milwaukee ones, and and they're yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, they're fast man. You get a good good blade. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Other thing they're super big on is not breaking the wind. Well, sorry, not taking the taking the windshield out. Mm-hmm. So leaving the windshield in as um, st- like stability. Yeah. Cutting up uh, top by the A pillar, and then just kind of if you're doing a roof flap, you're just basically using the. It's almost like the uh, windshield becomes a hinge, so the windshield stays in becomes that hinge. So you're cutting high on the A post. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and then the, the basically just comes right out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of uh, issues when you start cutting through the windshield too, right? Like that that windshield dust. Yeah. from that yeah. glass from that laminated glass it's, it's so fine mm. and you know obviously as responders we need to be protecting our respiratory tract for that mm. um, but we also need to remember the, the patients as well mm-hmm. and if yeah. there's a firefighter or a medic or somebody else inside as well yeah. so it's uh, yeah I mean those, that glass cloud of shards is mm-hmm. horrible to see and then now of course uh, with the new vehicles they, even the side doors have laminated glass yeah. do, you, right. do you remember Back in the day, with the, uh, they showed us um, shaving cream. Yeah. You put the shaving cream along the... It was like, on a, it was in a, what we were watching the other day. There was something we were watching the other day that was spray glue. Oh, really? Like spray glue. And then you, someone said, hey, should we get some spray glue? I'm like, no. How, what the hell is this, what the spray glue do? Spray glue clips all the glass together, so when you break it, it just, yes, it basically becomes yes. laminated glass. I'm like, no, we don't mm. need to use spray glue. Uh, yeah, or... I'm like, that would be friggin' a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, Jeez, but it was in a manual. It was in a fire manual. It was. That's right. I remember that. Because one of the guys, we were they're like, hey, we should get some spray glue. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think we should. <laughs> maybe it was... Maybe it was night one. No, they weren't showing it. They weren't. Ah, oh, damn it. I don't remember what that was, but anyways, mm, yeah. Yeah. Spray weird. glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, shaving cream. What's the shaving cream for? Same idea? The shaving cream, I remember they showed us uh, to spray it along the bait, like the inside of the glass. Um, oh, because it cuts out where you're cutting it. So if you're cutting down low by the dash, you would f- fill it up there. You fill the and dash, then, yeah. Yeah, then it would, supposed, the idea was to catch all the shit. Hmm. But I can't, that was so long ago. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> shaving cream. One other really big takeaway was, um, like depending what what it is and what, is you know required of the vehicle um we generally use the rescue truck which is our like it's like scott was saying it's pre-plumbed ready to rock but our second engine has not portable it, it's like they're still hydraulic but they're, be they're, they're you can remove them from the truck but now it's a Pump and yeah. lines and blah, it's a portable blah, blah. pump with the it's lines. It's a portable pump with lines, right? Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, like it's not battery, but it's not attached to the truck like it is with the rescue. Uh, they they were really big on getting that out early. Yeah, like that should be second truck come comes in, and unless you're a hundred percent ruled out that you need to do anything on the other side of the vehicle, that should be coming out just mm-hmm. immediately. Get that dropped on a tarp. Get it ready to rock. Um, because if one set is working on the one side of the vehicle, yeah. um, they're like these guys are already walking to the scene. Like they're coming up for manpower yeah. anyway. Yeah. Bring Th- tools throw with a couple tools in your hands, drop them down, get them ready to rock. And now all of a sudden it's like, you know what? We actually do have to do a dash roll. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We're already over here. We're ready to rock. So, so getting that in your mindset right away rather than, you know, kind of, a secondary thought like ah shit let's run back to the truck and grab all those tools and now that's just extra time that's ticking for yeah. a patient that's already you know already in there so they kind of hammered on that for us as well which is really cool and then last week they did a like a mini scenario so vehicle on its roof um and then one on his wheels sort of hood to hood and then worked on um uh like vehicle stabilization and then uh extrication of uh, patients and they did a trunk tunnel on the old pimp caddy right nice which is cool to see because it was uh i wish i could have because it was uh like 1976 cadillac eldorado or something like just a massive boat right so they were like you know this is going to be a very large patient 
that we can't take out the front. So mm-hmm. we got to bring them out the back. So they, as a group, they just walked through it and made it happen. Well, I'm imagining as if some pimp with a hat. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goat, they're taking them out the back. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the hat on. Yeah. Leave his hat, leave his hat on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of the auto act side of it. Right. Yeah, it was. I, I liked it because it was. It's you know getting away from some of the stuff we've learned and mm-hmm. you know thinking in different angles and and the, these guys teaching it are they're working a full time department, very busy auto ex because they're like yeah. you know they they work heavily on the Coquihalla, which is mm-hmm. which is a um, very busy uh, highway, yeah, and mm-hmm. freeway. It's almost a freeway in the, mm-hmm. in the interior. Yeah, I mean highway through hell. Which is a show that I think it's on Annie or Discovery Channel or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that is. That's the Coke Owl. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, those tow truck drivers come and tow the vehicles, but someone has to come there and cut the guy out of the vehicle first. That's and right, that's yeah. these guys. That's <laughs> so, well, I mean, not everywhere, but that's these guys in certain parts of that. Yeah. So these guys were teaching us. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, they, they they've tried all this stuff and they've tried the other stuff and some of it didn't work. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it was really good to see them like in their element teaching talk talking about calls everything that they were teaching wasn't like they just dreamt up some or were told to crazy, teach it by some other yeah, place. yeah they yeah. took things from calls that they have personally ran and they're like hey this is you know we we know how this worked out this this portion of it worked great and this is how we wanted to maybe change it mm-hmm. took would go and take that back trained it got success had another call Boom, boom, boom. Now it's part of what they teach. Um, so I know the the previous people uh, who were coming up and we did a course with um, was very knowledgeable as well, but I think just a little bit removed from from, from like the, the reality, service. Yeah. Reality, from reality. <laughs> from reality. From, <laughs> from, from uh, he wasn't an extrication guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, you know, like, the, over the past few years, you know, we've had, we've all, well, you guys as well in our department, we've had different um, guys come in and do the AutoX mm-hmm. courses. And we've always kind of stuck with one guys we liked, but it's nice switching it up a little bit as well. Like, I, I understand, you know, having, you know, when you have a company that you really like, you mm-hmm. kind of stick with and support. However, that just sometimes you don't want that complacency with the same trainers. Mm-hmm. You want the other fresh skills yeah, and it's ideas. Traditional inbreeding. Yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. it's super beneficial having that that mixture, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what we've found in the past. We've used two two different guys the last two times, and it's been great each time. There's yeah. different ta- different takeaways. Nothing's the same. Yeah. All right. Um. Next thing we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna talk about wildfires. We kind of talked about a little bit in the news. Um. So training coming up, and actually training in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been going over the because um, every year with the with the new rookies, as part of the province um, mandate, they need to have, to work in a wildfire. You need to have I'm gonna say it wrong. It's like WSPPWFF one, <laughs> which is wildland structural protection for the. Urban Interface Firefighter or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember what the acronym is. It was mm-hmm. probably, I don't think I need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the title. But, um, so basically it's a course that is for structural structural firefighters to go and uh, deal with uh, that urban interface. Yeah. Um, basically all, the whole realm of it, um, whether it's mixed, whether it's, um, it's not so, so much strictly wildland, but it's, it's all that kind of mix. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we're going to be dealing with. So it's a, it's a three or four night process. Um, so first two, two to three nights, depending on, I mean, this is all dependent on how long you're run the PowerPoint for. It is, a, it mm-hmm. is a little bit death by PowerPoint, but it's, you know, they've upgraded this, they've upgraded it recently and it's mm-hmm. much better videos because back then when, when I taught most of the crew, it was like this 1990s video and which is, which uh, to me, that's actually a little long ago, but <laughs> it is actually, when you look at it, you're like, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about, oh, this massive fire back in 1989, it was like, you know, it's like 500 he- hectares and now we're getting 50,000, <laughs> you know, f- half a million hectares. Yeah. So this is much more up to date. Um, they get some much better videos, obviously, you know, more people wearing cameras and stuff. So, uh, yeah. you'll see like more real footage. 
so that's good it's got a lot of that in there um but what it is is like you have to basically teach these guys this powerpoint for so long and then they have to do a practical exercise so we've done our practical exercise for the year because every year we do it again just to keep everybody up to speed um so we've done our we've done our practical exercise this year but we it wasn't so much for, like it was it was definitely just going over pumps and mm -hmm. going over some hoses of plays and stuff but we also like to throw in a scenario and then throw in a sim uh, and it's hard with wildfire to do a sim other than doing it on uh, like a you know, like a sand table or a board or something it's hard because it's hard to imagine wildfires um right. that was until um we've heard from well, you, you told me about this. Uh, I also talked to the individual that, uh, D Darren Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, he's a um, really good, good instructor, um, really, uh, really well-versed in wildfires. Um, he does something with um, blocks of wood, which is actually quite funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's also awesome. It was so simple and so effective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun when we did our scenario with him with that. So basically, these blocks of red wood, um, they become spot fires. Crazy yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, so he had, um, we had uh, himself and a couple other officers um, have their bucket of, of the blocks of, of wood spray painted red. Those simulated our spot fires. They had them spread out. Um, and then, yeah, it's basically away you go. We were, yeah. you know, as the call progressed, okay, now you're going to be moving into patrolling and look, searching for spot fires. You need to go out and, and yeah. find them. And you, and you can do your bump and run. You can do all sorts yeah. of different things. Yeah, pump run, so lots of comms on uh, water supply, um, getting that uh, tender to come in and, and uh, support you as well, to mobile refills, um, yeah, different uh, anchor points, things like that, uh, some fire smarting around certain uh, areas of, uh, of the community as well, right. uh, things like that. The whole idea is to conserve water, be move as fast and effectively as you can to patrolling, knock those little spot fires down and moving on. Um, and then, yeah, so covering, covering a lot of ground with keeping all your other safeties in check, like your safety zones and things like that. Yeah. So tonight, one reason why we started the podcast late was because we were planning on a training set scenario, training session for this Thursday for our guys, um, with keeping some of the stuff in mind you just talked about, but also making it fit into our area. So we spent a good hour and a half, um, yeah, at least this evening, um, went over some stuff, looked at our trucks. Um, because one thing about our trucks, so we have, we have two forestry trucks, well, one actual de dedicated bush truck, yeah. high, um, um, high pressure, low volume. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's a, what we call it. We, we always call it the quick spray, but it's actually the first out. Yeah. So we have the first out, um, from Munkoff as we, yep. we've talked about before. So we have the first out unit and then our other truck also has a very similar unit. So we have two of those. Um, so they're very effective at. At speed and getting out there quick um, they don't have a lot of water on them so they're really good at they're almost good at that I think they call it tactical patrolling so you can really get ahead of the fire um, look for those really small spot fires but you're out of distance they're also good for quick attacks on most of our grass fires mm -hmm. yeah it's a small diameter line it's that uh, high pressure um, uh, low volume right yep. so it's a it's a very efficient and, and for our uh, type of brush right in that kind Just of crossover um, space because you know you're not necessarily using that in it's not heavy timber yeah heavy timber but for mm -hmm. our type of grass and deciduous stuff perfect yeah so i looked at those trucks obviously those are pretty easy to for our guys to run um and they're easy for this this, this thing we're going to plant but then looking deeper we have our engines and like pretty much everybody else's engines the engines either either they pump or they drive mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're basically setting up, most engines are set up to park, pump, and fight the fire. They're not really made for speed and movement that you may need in a grass fire or in a wildlife fire. Yeah. So using some of the Darren's techniques and some of the stuff we talked about, like tonight, um, we went over how to how to load the hose, um, forestry line only, not even not using structural line. That's right. How to keep the hose on, attach to the truck, load it quick. Using some, because uh, I guess every, I guess every truck would be different. Because you, you guys, you said your truck's slightly different. It worked well for our truck uh, using the the uh, foot end of the ladder. Yeah. Uh, because our ladder rack, it's a, it's a hoist. Uh, it'll lower. However, it's only up. I, don't know, I guess shoulder height when it's up. Yeah, it's right on the side of your truck. Uh, so it is still mounted on the side. So it's it's low enough you can safely, yeah. um, 
drape that hose over it and secure it. Yeah. Versus ours is a, uh, it, it goes all the way up to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can't drive when it's down. So as we cut out, <laughs> so it's all the way up. So that, that kind of knocks that out. Mm-hmm. So then what we were doing tonight, we were playing around with, uh, basically we ran a, like a, a kind of an accordion style, grabbed a couple of hose straps and strapped it and then hung it off the tailboard, not off the tailboard, um, the bar above, off the bar above the grab bar above. So basically now we have this hose draped that's hooked up, has a little bit of water in it. Just that you're keeping that water. You're not draining the line because this is for a quick attack. Yeah. I think you and I, we had that thing, like we did it fast. It was fast. We, yeah. yeah. We, that was a hundred foot. Yeah, 100 foot horse shows. Yeah. We probably had that thing wound up, put on the truck within 20 seconds. Yeah. And then deployed again within another mm-hmm. 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And that's the trick, right? Is uh, it's uh, speed, because uh, everything's speed. Like you picture, you know, those those fires moving in. It's windy, it's smoky. You know, you're getting those spot fires. Yeah. So it is speed and efficiency, right? Efficiency with water. That's why we're not draining all the lines. You know, you're keeping it partially, uh, partially charged, or not charged, but filled. Um, and then, yeah, you're just, you're not spending all that extra time to refill the whole line. And you can run that engine now with three to four guys because you're only using one line for the most part because it's, again, it's not, you're not battling a major structure fire with it. You're battling Mm -hmm. a small spot fire. So you you got Mm -hmm. the driver slash pump operator. You got kind of the, the backup kind of swamper guy who's making sure the hose is deployed right and probably grabbing a hand tool. And then you got the nozzle operator running out. So mm-hmm. yeah, it really worked well what we did tonight. So that was on the two, our two engines, and then we also looked at our rescue truck, which has its which has a pump on it that can pump and roll. Mm-hmm. And so we actually we looked at how to drape a hose off of that. And actually, on the very top of our rescue truck, we have a kind of a, a, a yeah, catwalk, yeah, yeah, like a catwalk up top. So what we figured out tonight, if we put the swamper up top, it, it almost becomes like a twenty foot hose bed up there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just lay the hose real quick, and then the guy, the nozzle operator, can just get. It. The, the swamper just hands it down to the nozzle operator and he runs it out. So mm-hmm. that should work well too. So basically yeah. we turned all of our engines or all of our apparatus into these kind of bump and run uh, attack units. And then the tenders can be freed up to, to either do tank drops, to do uh, the drops with the um, mm-hmm. portable pumps, pumps yeah. or just to fill up trucks as needed. Yeah. So. And that's the nice thing with you guys have got the, the two tenders. And the one set up with uh, portable pumps with the, the drop tanks. So you can totally deploy your tanks and pumps and have separate units, like for that kind of anchor and hold. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like if you're, that truck's just literally shuttling water refills to those other engines, which it, it will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we kind of, we we spent about probably an hour looking at the trucks, figuring out what we're going to do for this Thursday night. Because we, this is the first time we've really, done the whole um using the engines as quick attack units as well yeah. so we looked at that came up with some options and some plans on how to make it work and then we will actually drove up into the where we're going to do this uh, little s- simulation mm-hmm. and uh, took took us took a look at it and kind of planned out the night um how it's going to go how the fire yeah. is going to progress I'm not going to give it away because we know a few of our members including the chief <laughs> listens to this and he's obviously going to be the one having to ic this event so we're not going to give it too much away but we looked at some areas where this the fire's gonna start here, it's gonna move progress like this. We already know how it's gonna progress. Wind's yep. gonna pick up, like we're gonna tell them wind's gonna pick up, it's gonna carry this way, trucks have to get redeployed. Oh, jump the guard, blah blah blah. It's gonna just basically be an all night kind of not an all night affair, but be a practice night. Yeah. Um, and there's gonna be lots of movement, lots of um, different options. Absolutely, yeah. Thinking thinking on your feet, lots of movement, moving parts to the uh, mm-hmm. to the scene, very dynamic. Lots of communication and lots of decentralized command because the trucks yeah. are going to be basically scattered into the wind. Yeah. Um, so it's not everyone's not going to be in one spot. Yeah, you nailed it. That's that's exactly what this is about. It's uh, there's a few things. There's there's the um, the education and the learning from the command perspective from all the people in the truck officers to in command, um, and then they like said just that that decentralized, yeah. you know, quick. Moving, not getting locked in, you know, not taking hydrants or like calling for shuttles, yeah. knowing knowing your locations, and mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. not getting tied down, being like, okay, we got to fight this fire until it's totally out. It's more like hit it, and move, move on. on, yeah, yeah, hit it enough exactly. so it's down. Move on to what needs yeah. it next. What's important now? Exactly, and then that could include in your patrol, like when you're looking for hot spots, is as you're assessing and triaging structures as you're driving by, 
can you stop and spend like five minutes or less and quickly fire smart something? Right. Yeah. What's, uh, I think people know what, explain fire smart real quick. Yeah, so fire smarting, when you're kind of assessing a uh, uh, house um, and the surrounding outbuildings, is where would the natural kind of, um, like where our embers be kind of pooling and collecting and stuff. So uh, where you naturally collect uh, leaves and build up from the, any day-to-day winds. So certain doorways, decks, you know, around stairs, yeah. things like that. Um, so where, but yeah, basically where your leaves start piling up. So that's where those ember storms are going to end up as well. Then is there anything there to ignite? Is there dry fuels? Is, is there a pile of dry leaves? Yeah. You know, can I quickly push that away? Um, what kind of area? Do you have like an entrance area rug kind of thing on your house, on your deck? Uh, is there wood piled up next to the house or, or other furniture? Can you move that away, you know, yeah. three meters away? Uh, or else create a pile, you know, kind of defensible few meters out, defensible yeah. pile. Mm-hmm. You know, have that set up so that you're not having any of those connecting ladder fuels to the house, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that us? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting back. Yeah, no. I think I'm really, I'm really, really excited for this because we've we've had a few summers that we've done similar things, um, but getting away from everything structural. Like we, um, the idea for this is uh, water supply conservation uh, and then speed and structural line and speed do not go hand in hand <laughs> so you know utilizing forestry only uh and like we're saying like you're not extinguishing you are just removing the in, that initial threat mm-hmm. and then moving on um if this was a real fire you would be coming back like there would be much more work to do but you take away that initial threat and then move on and it's going to be really, really Or maybe cool you're old see. because it's, you did a good job in here. You got during time. But, yeah. Well, that's yeah, it. Like, this if, is now, it's, yeah, it's jumped. It's, yeah, yeah. So this is, you know, we definitely want to have at some point in time a winnable scenario. Yeah. Um, but you, you need to be, you, you need to have the ability to, to know when to cut and move. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what this is about. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. You know, and thinking back to the big fires and we had in 2015, I wish I wish we had this for the engine, this idea then, because there was times that night when we I think my truck oh, I think we went to fifteen different spots that night like we stopped yeah. at fifteen different little fires all along the way and the whole time we're like we we were trying to decide okay is this the time we pull the hose off and fight this fire or should we just let it burn and find another find one that you know needs to be fought. Versus yeah. now, we could have easily, while we were assessing to where we're going to go next, one guy could have hold, pulled the line and just quickly um, hit the fire a little bit just mm-hmm. to slow it down, and then we could have carried on. We didn't have a lot of forestry lines then either. No, we weren't really. No, we're dragging structure shit everywhere, yeah. and it's so heavy and awkward. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we definitely yeah. didn't have the forestry lines uh, like we do now. Prevalence. Yeah, because when when we got tasked to back back you guys up, I remember yeah. we. Um, Maybe you guys didn't have any forestry. We lines. were we were backed in around a couple of houses, and there's a hydrant there. So we connected to it. Um, And then, you know, at that moment we thought, oh, absolutely the right thing to do. But then quickly realized that, well, we're tied in. (laughs) Yeah, we're tied in. And and now, you know, we're getting calls for spot fires and fire spread way down the valley. So we had to cut and run and then off we go. And then again, it was, you know, hit this, next driveway, hit this, like we were moving down the valley. Yeah. Um, And same thing, we had the one line out, but... Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. Trying to kind of reload and hurry and then yeah. call for water and back and forth. Yeah. And then we quickly realized, too, was, you know, our hydrant stuff was tied back in with that other hydrant. Yeah. We ended up taking our, um, I, I can't remember if we actually took some stuff back on the truck or not, but we definitely left one length of uh, Yeah, because we already left your stuff here. We were like, oh, yeah. whose stuff is this? Not ours. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, where we were at that point too, we were so out of the initial town district. There's no hydrants anyway yeah. at that time. Right? Yeah, time, yeah. 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 So it would be interesting with with uh, once you guys train this and we get it down, if, if fire like that happens again, which it will one day. And you know, yes, it mm-hmm. happens every few years. We get one of these. Mm-hmm. Will that make a difference? Yeah. 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 Anyways, so. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to Thursday night. I won't be here. I'm unfortunately on a course down in the old 
Vancouver area? <laughs> Which is cool, of course, but I'd rather be here watching this thing happen. Yeah. Well, it's going to be Hockey Falls this week, too. So. Yeah. 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 Not down the coast. <laughs> Even though I heard there's a weather warning. For there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's extreme heat. It's like, it's like 26. 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, yeah. Uh, humid. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the humidness is... The humidness? Yeah. It's definitely going to be moist down there. <laughs> Why did I put on my groin? <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're not wrong, but... <laughs> no. Okay, well, <laughs> time for shout-outs. <laughs> Modus. <laughs> uh, who wants to take Modus? Why not? Yeah, Modus. Um... So, as you can clearly see, we haven't launched our... Uh, after many promises. <laughs> after many promises, our giveaway yet. We've been... It's been crazy busy. Um, a little bit on fire, a lot of it on personal stuff for all of us. So, we we, we definitely didn't want to half-ass it. Um, uh, well, I didn't want to half-ass it. <laughs> um, I was actually going to come and do it yesterday. And then it was getting later in the day. I'm like, ah, I don't want to... Launch this at we'll launch it tonight. Eight eight o'clock at night on a Saturday, so I, I think we'll grab all the photos tonight and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, schedule a release in the morning. So that's the idea there. So Modus Fire Rescue Equipment, um, they've got uh, their Modus Snagger Tool Claim to Fame. They've got a whole bunch of new colorways that you can choose from now. All of the uh, um, like neon high vis stuff, high vis, yeah. yeah, like lime. Um, the pink, uh, yeah, yeah it's actually really really cool. Um, and so they got their fourth century wedge. Uh, they've got their, uh, um, yeah, Todd's actually holding right now the uh, hot pink snagger. The hot pink snagger with the reflective decal. Yeah, exactly the identifier. Uh, they've got their soft entry stuff. They've got the the Lloyd tool. They got the J tool. They've got the uh, shove knife. Uh, pocket organizer. They've got their uh, larger gear bag, uh, hydrant wrench. You got the truck kit. Truck kit, yeah. You've got uh, seatbelt cutter now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Thinking possibly we're, we're radio. Anyway, some uh, pretty sweet, yeah, some <laughs> pretty sweet things. Hopefully coming down the pipe there. Yeah. The old uh, radio strap. Yeah, yeah hydrant wrench. We said, yeah. So anyway, they got a bunch of gear. Um, and a bunch of it, they have offered us to give away. So we're going to, so yeah, watch, watch for that. Like literally tomorrow, come hell or high water, it's tomorrow. Um, and if you don't win and you want to purchase it, uh, GTFF5 gets you 5% off. That's right. Lotus. Todd, stop the bleed. Stop the bleed.org. Uh, yeah, go online, check them out. Uh, see if there's any instructors near you. Um, and if you want to be an instructor, uh, you need some sort of uh, law enforcement or emergency services background, uh, then you can apply and go from there. They'll send you all the content that you require. However, the big trick and the caveat with that is we want you to be knowledgeable. We want it fun and and high fidelity. Right? We talk about those high fidelity sims. Make it realistic as possible. Um, you can keep it as simple as you can for the uh, younger kids in school, elementary levels, and you can really kick it up a notch with any sort of law enforcement teams, firefighting teams, etc. Um, pair up with other professionals in your community that may be knowledgeable, and uh, carry a tourniquet on your person, out of the wrapper, drug pressure, and wound packing. And with that, you can buy any of your um, training supplies and kits and IFACs through Rescue Essentials as well. RescueCentrals.com for that. Um, go online. They've got all sorts of um, different companies that we support, and uh, we all own different products. They're fabulous. Perfect. Ten Rolson. Yeah, Ten Rolson, Ben. Uh, country, uh, West Coast, Canada. Um, yeah, check them out. Um, Maybe able to support us at our seminar. Um Hopefully. Who knows what this uh, next year is going to look like for everybody. Yeah, everybody music's just... getting... I noticed there's like concerts popping up everywhere now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's awesome. awesome. He actually just it's did a live coming. show last night with, with the first time in a long time with people. Awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he was supposed to come up when our seminar was scheduled for 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It's crazy no, how long this has been. Was it 2020? Sorry. 2020. Yeah, we, we got him in 2019 to come up for 2020. Yeah. And now it's, uh, yeah, it could be 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, well, can't hold him to it because he's been waiting for live shows for forever and a day. Yeah. So hopefully things still work out there. But, uh, yeah, awesome country music out of uh, West Coast Canada. So check him out. Tanner Olson Band is on all the major uh, platforms. Lastly, us, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, where else? Yeah, That's it, yeah. Give us a like, give us a follow, uh, throw some feedback mm-hmm. on the uh, on the Facebook and Insta and YouTubes. Those are the big ones. Yeah. I love reading comments. It's really, really good. We definitely read them. Um, I actually went through, I was reading somebody's uh, review of our podcast and when we first started. <laughs> oh, man, it's awesome comment oh, really it's like uh no it wasn't awesome at all <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i love that you guys are having fun and all but uh i can't listen to you because you laugh all the, all the time and it blows through my ear pods or whatever yeah or when i'm driving our audio was super dog shit at the start of this and it's uh it's marginally better yeah. yeah so hopefully it's a bit more tolerable yeah. and things have leveled out um but uh we love seeing you know, tags, post uh, comments. So uh, do that. It puts us in front of more people as well, which uh, I mean, we're definitely not here to. It is. We just mentioned Modus the other day. What was that person? That <laughs> yeah. So somebody, uh, I wish I had it in front of me. It was awesome. Gives us this big comment or whatever. And they're right at the bottom. Modus. <laughs> 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 which had nothing to do with it, but that's just generally how we go off yeah. on a tangent. And then, oh yeah, right. Modus. So... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I was trying to find the comment. Trying to find the comment now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Any more for any more? I don't think so. No. Thank you. Good night. Ash. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Watch for the uh, big reveal tomorrow. (laughs) Coming out tomorrow. Sounds like we're doing one of those. uh, We'll we'll meet it this time. We're going to go down. We're we're not going to shoot off like fireworks. Let's fire right now. Gender reveal or something. No. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, good night. Stay safe. Stay DTFF. <laughs> <laughs>